I'm Andy Viano, a staff writer at the Flathead Beacon. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, and this is the Beacon's daily update on the coronavirus and its impact on the Flathead Valley. On today's show, you'll hear excerpts of a conversation senior writer Tristan Scott had earlier today with the two doctors heading up the local response to COVID-19, Doug Nelson and Jeff Jaden at Kalispell Regional Healthcare. You'll hear a bit about how those two think the Flathead Valley has done so far in containing the spread of the virus and what might be coming next. Before we get to that, a quick reminder that today's episode and all of the Beacon's free coverage in print and online is made possible by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members contribute as little as $5 per month, and in addition to supporting our work, can receive bonus perks as well, like one of our Glacier National Park prints or special behind-the-scenes episodes of our forthcoming true crime podcast, Project 7. I'll have the latest updates on COVID-19 in a few minutes, but first, here's my colleague Tristan Scott, who begins with a question answered by Jeff Jaden, an infectious disease doctor at Kalispell Regional Healthcare. So from your vantage on the front line, what's happening in the flathead compared to the rest of Montana and the country and and the world, I guess? I mean, did we begin social distancing and now sheltering in place early enough in this this spread of COVID-19 to, to make a difference that sets us apart? I think that's the hope. It's emerged in different parts of the area at different time uh, there. I think until we get kind of some more antibody tests where we can kind of see where where people had antibodies and things over time, we'll, we'll have a little better idea where it was in different parts of the world and country and, and state and things uh, as we have that. But but the hope is as well, while areas we're starting to see increasing cases in kind of Washington and California and New York and things there that we started kind of implementing a lot of the procedures uh, there. Um, I think some of the hopefully unique things, at least just the large geographic area that, that Montana represents and things there. And so from a population density standpoint and things there, you've got a lot less of the crowding and, and kind of that, that as much close contact and things as you would have from, from that. Um, locally, we, we've got 17 cases uh, that have been in Flathead County. Uh, the majority of those really have been associated with travel uh, from, from those. Uh, most of them just with out-of-state travel. Um, so seven of those were kind of out-of-state travel. Two of them were international travel. And then six of them were people that were in close contact with the ones that had been traveled. So travel has really been what we've been wrestling with, I think, in, in our county and adjacent counties counties and things there. It's been people traveling uh, domestically and and internationally and then kind of bringing it into the the communities and the households and things from that. And so that's why we really had kind of identified travel kind of early on and had some travel uh, restrictions and then kind of some enhanced travel screening processes and things to kind of identify those because we don't haven't seen at least to, to date any known community spread of it. It's really been traveler introduced and then with exposures to those travelers. Later, KRH Chief Medical Officer Doug Nelson responded to a question about whether or not Montana and specifically Flathead County could have done enough early enough to contain coronavirus before it goes out of control here as it has elsewhere. Yeah, I would just say that, you know, maybe I'm naive, but I'm still hoping that it's a very controllable thing and we can have a relatively mild epidemic here 
but we're making preparations for the worst case scenario in case that occurs. I'm wondering, what would you say to individuals who who might be presenting symptoms that align with COVID-19, but for whom testing isn't a priority under CDC guidelines, either because it wouldn't change the course of care for them or because they don't fall into one of those priority tiered groups? Because I think, you know, the first thing, even if you have an, an understanding of how this virus is spreading, the first thing you think of once you uh, start to exhibit symptoms is, do I need to get tested? And so what are you telling uh, those folks who are, you know, exhibiting symptoms and, and wondering what to do? Particularly for, for, again, for younger people who don't have those risk factors that are in a lower priority group for testing, the advice would be to shelter at home, self-quarantine at home, self-isolate, and to remain in that self-quarantine until it's at least a week after the onset of your symptoms, you've been without a fever for at least three days, and your other symptoms are better. That's when a lot of the evidence suggests that your chances of passing an infection on to another are much reduced. The conversation later turned to the future and the question of when and how health experts will determine that the worst of the disease has passed. I think there's different models that kind of look at different parts of the country and the world and things kind of when when expected peaks and things are going to be there. I think a lot of these things we're kind of looking in the short term, but I think we're still kind of in a long term mode because we don't know if we kind of miss the virus on this first wave and things. Is it possible that it could could come back in another in, in the fall or, or those types of things there? And so I think it's something we're going to have to be vigilant at and really watching. And, and if we don't get a lot of cases this first time around, then we, we, we can be mindful of that and kind of continue some of those types of thoughts and things to, to look at it in other areas so that we're kind of doing this ongoing and the future. And as Dr. Jaden said, there are lots of models, lots of people who are trying to model how this is both across the world in the the United States and and state by state. Now, it's highly dependent on which model you look at. The one I've looked at the most predicts a peak of cases in Montana somewhere in late April, early May. So that's, you know, again, based on this modeling, which is dependent on lots of different factors, including what we do now in terms of self-isolation and social distancing, that's what the best projections are showing right now. I don't know that I have any other specific questions for for the two of you. Is there anything else that you want to get out to the public, any messaging that you really want to emphasize um, that we haven't touched on? The one thing I, I would actually ask you as sort of a public health manager, Tristan, to get out there if you can, is that we do have the ability as a community to make this better than it would otherwise be. But it requires everyone, if possible, doing the social distancing, doing the self-stay-at-home uh, measures, sheltering at home, really trying to avoid public contact because that's how the virus spreads. And if we can stop it or slow its spread, we can really change how how it plays out here locally. My many thanks to Tristan Scott for sharing his interview with us, and thanks as well to Drs. Doug Nelson and Jeff Jaden at Kalispell Regional. You can read Tristan's reporting and all of our COVID-19 coverage for free at flatheadbeacon.com. 
Now here's the latest on COVID-19 in Montana as of 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, April 2nd. The state of Montana experienced one of its largest single-day increases in confirmed cases of coronavirus since the outbreak began, adding 24 on Thursday to bring the statewide total to 241. Flathead County is now reporting 18 confirmed cases of COVID-19, but the epicenter of the outbreak in Montana remains Gallatin County. Gallatin saw 14 new cases on Thursday alone and has 93 positives in all, more than twice as many as any other county in the state. There have been five deaths and 24 hospitalizations as a result of coronavirus in Montana. Elsewhere on Thursday, more details emerged about the state's plan to screen travelers entering Montana from out of state. The National Guard will be stationed at airports and train stations beginning Friday, taking the temperature of arriving passengers, asking a series of screening questions, and notifying visitors of the state's 14-day self-quarantine requirement for non-work travelers. 73 guardsmen will be stationed at 17 different locations, including Glacier Park International Airport in Kalispell and the Whitefish Amtrak Station. Finally, the state of Montana received almost 20,000 new applications for unemployment in the week ending March 28th, a 27% increase from the week prior, and a 2,600% increase from the same period last year. You can read more about these stories and many others by visiting flatheadbeacon.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest developments. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now. I'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>